0: Hello, I'm Ren Ferguson. I'm one of the ministers here at the Collinsville Troy Church of Christ. I'm so glad that you have come back today. Uh, if you will, I'll be opening up to 2 Corinthians 6 and verse 14. Uh, yesterday we looked at verses 8 through 13 and finished up a little bit early because here, as I mentioned yesterday, uh, starting in verse 14 and especially using verse 14, people uh, teach something that Paul, I don't think is is to be honest with you is anywhere close to what Paul is actually saying here. Uh, in verse fourteen, he says, "Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers, but for what partnership has unrighteousness with with or what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness, or what fellowship has light with darkness." Now people will will come to passages such as this one and and others, and and they will use this passage and especially the first part of it where he says, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers, and they will use that to teach that a Christian cannot marry a non-Christian. But I think whenever we continue to look at the context of what he is saying here, it becomes clear that that's not what he is discussing. What he is talking about in this section, going down through the first verse of chapter 7, is that we are not to align ourselves with the world. Think about what he what he says here. The the partnership has righteousness with lawlessness, what fellowship has light with dark? Notice verse 15. What accord has Christ with Belial? Or what portion does a believer share with? An unbeliever he's showing how as Christians we are to not have that religious fellowship with an association with the world of course that doesn't mean that that we can't have friends that are not members of the church even as Paul points out uh in, in his writings he's he's not saying that uh, we can't have fellowship with anyone who is outside of the world. I believe he discusses that in 1 Corinthians 5 because he says if that were the case, then we would have to, have to leave the world. We wouldn't be able to be a part of the world at all. Yes, it, it's 1 Corinthians 5, and he says it in verses 9 and 10. He says, I wrote to you in my letter not to associate with sexually immoral people, Not at all meaning the sexually immoral of this world or the greedy and swindlers of idolaters since then you would need to go out of the world so what he's saying here is not that fellowship with those who are non-christians but again in that religious fellowship and, and even going back to verse 14 do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers if you have two animals, two oxen that are plowing a field, and one of them is pulling harder than the other, what's going to happen? That line is not going to be straight. It is going to lead the other off of the right path. And that's what he is saying here. Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. Don't allow them to lead us astray. Don't have that fellowship with them because that fellowship is going to lead us strain, not saying he's not making a stance on whether a Christian can marry a non-Christian or whether a Christian should marry a non-Christian, because even looking at other writings in the New Testament, it was, even when he writes in First Corinthians, it was so clear that Christians then had uh, spouses that were not members of the church, and if if that is condemned by God then those Christians I mean they just shouldn't have obeyed the gospel to begin with because it wasn't going to make a difference so that's not at all what he is saying here he's talking about that religious fellowship and association with those who are of this world because they will lead us astray verse 16 he says for what agreement has the temple of God with idols For we are the temple of the living God. Going back to what he talks about in 1 Corinthians 3, we as the church are the temple of God. We are as Peter talks about in 1 Peter 2. That royal priesthood, that chosen generation, that holy nation that God has has chosen. We are his temple. We are his, his kingdom. We are his church. And he's saying... Since we are his his kingdom and, and God has said in verse as he says in verse 16, I will make my dwelling among them and will walk among them, and I will be their people, or I will be their God and they shall be my people. therefore go out from their midst and be uh, separate from them, says the Lord, and touch no unclean thing, then I will welcome you, and I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. Again, he's not. He's not condemning a Christian marrying a non-Christian. What he is condemning is that association with those who are of the world, associations with Christians, and as he points out specifically with idol worshipers in that religious fellowship, like the Corinthians going, as he dealt with you know, in 1 in Corinthians, them eating that meat offered to idols. And he makes that distinction, how if you were to go into the market and and buy meat that was offered to an idol and eat it in your own home, it doesn't mean that you're observing that sacrifice to that idol. But the issue was is some of those in Corinth were actually going to the temple and being a part of the festival and being a part of that worship and service to that god. And that's in essence what he's condemning here having that type of fellowship and relationship with those who are not Christians not allowing them to lead us astray not becoming a part of their idolatry not becoming a part of their false religion is what he is condemning here because we as Christians are the temple of God and therefore cannot have that type of association and fellowship with those who are who are living contrary to God's will and he he says there in verses 17 and 18 that God has made these promises to us that if if we are obedient to him if we as he says if we separate ourselves from the rest of the world then he will be our God he will be a father to us and we will be his children and as he says in chapter 7 and verse 1 Since we have these promises, the promises that God will will be our God and He will be that Father to us, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from every defilement of the body and spirit, bringing holiness to completion in the fear of the Lord. That is what he's talking about here. Not becoming defiled, spiritually defiled with the things of this world. That's what he's talking about when he says, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers not becoming defiled with that idolatry, not becoming defiled with that false religion, not becoming defiled with that, uh, that type of, of fellowship with them. That would be like uh, me going and in, in, in quote-unquote worshiping at a Hindu temple. Yes, I'm a Christian, maybe I, I, I don't believe you know, in the Hindu gods and things of that nature, but what am I doing? I'm aligning myself with them and showing, at least in some some way, that I am a part of that worship to that false god. I would be wrong in doing so. Not having that fellowship with them, not being unequally yoked together with them, not allowing them to lead us astray and, and into sin, but separating ourselves and cleansing ourselves, as he says in verse 7, from every defilement of the body and of the spirit. So here in this passage in in chapter 6, verse 14 going down through 7 and verse 1, he's not making a stance or or condemning people Christians specifically who are married to non-Christians. What he is condemning is that religious fellowship with those that are not Christians. And that fellowship of course leading them astray and leading them perhaps back into that idolatry. As he says again in verse uh, 15, What accord has Christ with Belial, or what portion does a believer share with an unbeliever? We as the temple of God cannot have that fellowship with those who are worshiping false gods or falsely worshiping the one true God. We are to not allow them to lead us astray and into false worship and idolatry, but to keep ourselves clean and pure and keep ourselves away and separated from those things. Uh, But that's what he's dealing with uh, there in 2 Corinthians 6 and again the first verse of of chapter 7. And so we'll pick up in verse 2 tomorrow, uh, but I thank you for your attention here today. And again, if you want to study these things more, if you want to look at these things in more depth, Feel free to message us or call us, and we would love to answer any questions that you may have or just to study uh, some other things with you. Uh, But I thank you for your attention, and please come back tomorrow.